Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. Hello and welcome back, all you friendly, bright-eyed potential felons. Welcome back to the Schmeepcast. Um, so today we, I guys, I really wish we could do an episode on like a bad movie. I really wish we could. Impossible. Uh, I wish we could just rip apart some movie for like an hour time and just go into it the whole time. No good things about the movie at all. But we saw another banger instead. Yeah, that's what we did. Uh, This week, we're actually talking about Mission Impossible. Um, The sixth one. Yeah, the sixth one. Um, This is coming out a little bit late. Jack and I were on vacation for a little while, as we mentioned in the previous podcast. I mean, the movie came out like four days ago. That's true. But... I mean, like, podcast-wise, it's a little bit late. It's Not like as late as the Incredibles episode. That's true. Very true. <laughs> um, but, so, like usual, we're going to mention to you guys how we feel about the movie and uh, whether or not you guys should watch it. Um, based on our preferences saying, once again, that it's a banger. You probably already know what it is, but um, we're going to tell you how we think whether or not you guys should watch it. Uh, and then after that, we'll go into the spoiler details. So, um, Jack, you want to start off? Uh, yeah, this movie is awesome and you should see it. And if you haven't seen like the most recent Mission Impossible movies, it doesn't matter. Like you can see this one without seeing the others, but just watch them all because recently they've been really good. Yeah, I I, actually, I kind of suggest that you watch the fifth one because the villain kind of makes an appearance and you might yeah there's certain plot points that are kind of important i felt a little bit lost because i didn't see the fourth one but it wasn't that bad all i saw was the fifth one and then this one and it's not awesome we watched a little bit of the fourth one yeah united yeah actually yeah we watched a lot of the fourth one now that i think about it but you know i'm i just get lost pretty quickly in movies like some of these ones but that's just me. Um, I still think that the movie was fantastic and it had me on the edge of my seat like the entire time. Yeah. Um, it's just like one of those movies that mainly for guys, it's like, uh, oh, yes. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, this is the best. This is the greatest thing. It's just like guns, awesome. you know, pretty girls, um, really awesome fight scenes, guys beating the crap out of each other. It's really great. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I think that is like on the surface what it is, just like the the guns fights against pretty girls. But I feel like it's actually a smart movie too. I think it is too. Yeah, it has some pretty interesting like back plot and the way it, all Mission Impossible movies. This isn't a spoiler or anything. They all like kind of go on for a while because it's like, oh man, a new problem has occurred, mm-hmm. and that's what it does so well is that new problems occur. New things happen that make the heroes think, oh, man, how am I going to get myself out of this one? And it makes the audience more like there's no way they're going to get out of this one. You know, it's Mm -hmm. that's what makes it Mission Impossible. But overall, I feel like we both have the same opinion on this as usual. I wish we could. The the only one that we've really had a differing opinion on so far was like episode one where we kind of disagreed on our preferences on Ant-Man. But for this one, I think we both highly suggest that you see the movie yeah um so overall yeah go go see the movie if you haven't um make sure to come back if you haven't seen it yet uh like you know just just be sure to come back to us whenever you're ready so um 
yeah, now with that part out of the way, I guess we can talk about the spoiler details. Yeah, cool. All right. So first thing, clearly action. They did really well it's so in dope. all those areas because it's a Mission Impossible movie. It has mm-hmm. Tom Cruise in it. Yeah. It's going to be a dope action movie. You know it will be. Yeah. Um, there was one particular scene that I found very interesting, which was one scene where... First off, Solomon Lane comes back. He was the main villain in uh, the fifth movie, the fifth installation. Um, And uh, so he comes back and there's a point where the here it's like near the end of the movie where they're fighting like two of the characters. I think it was like Ilsa. Uh, Ilsa and the red girl. Yeah. Yeah. Ilsa and Benji, who Benji is like my favorite character in this movie or in all of them, really. Um, They're both fighting solomon lane who is who has been in jail for a really long time but is somehow still good enough and like agile and quick enough to like I mean, fend them off universe he's one of the most like horrible and effective terrorists of all time like yeah that's kind of what they established in like the car scene with um with ethan hunt and whoever walker like the guy yeah. by superman they're talking about like he's like whatever you've heard about this guy he did that. Yeah. So. <laughs> if it makes your skin crawl, he did yeah. it. Yeah. Um, also, he has a really cool beard in this movie. Yes. But still this really weird, I'm going to kill you, Mr. Ethan Hunt kind of yep. voice. Very yeah. quiet, very chilling, very intense. Um, so nothing's yep. really changed there except for his glasses and a new beard. But there's one scene where he's fighting Ilsa and Benji. And it's like the whole theme is like darkness and rope. And that's what they, yeah, they keep fighting with that stuff. Like one person's tied up on a chair. I think it was Ilsa. And then Benji comes in to try and stop them. And then just somehow Solomon is able to fend them off using solely like ropes and bottles. So this is something you, you don't know because you haven't, you haven't seen this movie. So Benji has not been in all the movies. Oh, he came in. I think it was like the third one. And he was not a he was not like a secret agent or anything like that. He was like a tech guy, and he, mm-hmm. um, like he met Ethan Hunt and helped him. Like, base he did kind of what he did in this movie, where he's like the, the guy on the screen who tells him which way to go. He did yeah. that, and then they became friends. And then he's they've slowly been turning him into more of a secret agent. So he's not like the great fighter that a lot of these characters are, and that's why, like, I think, yeah, I mean, that's why they talk about it a little bit in this movie, where he's like new to being in the field. He's not the one that they want to be fighting because that's not really his thing. He's more the tech guy. Yeah, they mentioned that like right at the start where it's like Benji's going in with um, Ethan and he's mm-hmm. like, well, I, uh, I would really love to be in the van right now. You said that you want to do more field work. Well, you know, I did say that, but yeah. right now I want to be in the van. Yeah. And that's basically his character, but he kind of pulls through a little bit at the end, I guess, mm-hmm. without him. Ilsa would have died for sure and without yeah. Ilsa Benji would have died for sure yeah I, like it's it's really intense because it goes back and forth on like on yeah. who's in trouble in that fight scene like at that one was... point at one point um Solomon literally has Benji like hanging from the roof yeah the and him and Ilsa are fighting then and she like kicks a box under his foot so he doesn't die that was so dope it was oh, so cool that was intense oh I loved that but yeah, it, then eventually it's like there's a, you know, tie out, ba- literal tie out where they're trying to 
choke Solomon or Ilse is trying to choke Solomon, but at the same time, like Benji's she's trying to choke him with rope. Benji, yeah. yeah, Benji doesn't have the box anymore, and he's just hanging from the roof, slowly losing oxygen, while you know Solomon's choking out as well. All while they have like five minutes to disarm a nuclear bomb that's going to poison the like water for like a third of the country, a third of the world. World, yeah. yeah. So that's that's neat. Um, yeah. I would have had a heart attack by then. I know. Um, yeah, that's really intense. Yeah, that was that was very crazy. One um, scene I want to mention <clears throat> is at the very like towards the very beginning, the one where the guy's in the hospital bed. Yes, Not that's very. It's just like awesome like spy work where they basically have this guy in a bed and okay so they, they the, try to get like some nuclear plutonium that's gonna that these bad guys are gonna use to blow up like some world so they yeah these are the main plot devices and yes. at the very start we yeah. believe that it's already failed like the yeah. sides have already fallen and like we have like this tv broadcast in in this one guy's hospital room who was supposedly one of the terrorists who was mm-hmm. going after it um, who was one of John Lark, like John Lark's henchmen. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. They're basically followers of Solomon Lane, who was the main guy that we were talking about earlier from the last movie. And they basically, even though they, they just got the guy like an hour before this, they convince him that he's been knocked out for two weeks and that the plan already worked, which gets him to give them information that they need. He's like, this is going to be useless. We already win. And then like, they're like, we got it, we got it, and then the walls fall down, and he realizes the news broadcast is all being faked. Like, oh, oh, it was, oh, like, it was so awesome. good. Yeah, like, it was. I'm like, the, they freaking already killed off so many people in this movie, but it was it convinces crazy. You, you have no idea that this is being faked at the moment. Exactly, and, then, and the greatest thing is, is that Mission Impossible can do something like that because it's like, oh, maybe the main like plot in this movie is going to be the fact that you know, Ethan failed. Like, Ethan Uh couldn't stop the thing, and now they're all, like, worried that he won't be able to stop a new thing. The title of the movie is Fallout. So I assumed, like, yeah, the bombs went off. This is him dealing with the fallout of three new... No. It's just, like, they used the title against us. (laughs) It was crazy. That was... It was very, very well thought out, Mm -hmm. almost. I don't know if it was part of the plan. It had to have been, but... Yeah, probably. The directors did a fantastic job with that. Um, But disregarding the apostles who were the guys who were like henchmen and like followers of Solomon Lane. Solomon Mm -hmm. Lane is the secondary villain in this movie. Yeah. The main villain. I I have to say this. The main villain is the most handsome person I've seen on film, I believe. And I've already seen him in him. Yeah. He was Superman. So big, biggest spoiler for this, I guess is that John Lark, who is the main villain but you don't know the name of for a while throughout the movie. Well, like, yeah, all all you know about, like, the leader of this organization is that his name is John Lark. They have no other information on him. Yeah, that's his alias. Mm -hmm. And it could be anyone in the movie. Um, At one point, someone's trying to convince, like, one of the head staff in the government that Ethan Hunt is actually John Lark. Yeah, that's like Solomon Lane's plan. He wants him, he wants Ethan Hunt to be the fall guy for John Lark. Exactly. Yeah. And so we find out basically Ethan Hunt has this secondary partner as well throughout most of his trip throughout this movie. And that would be uh, a guy by the name of Walker. Mm -hmm. August Walker. Yeah. August Walker, um, who is the only person I've seen to rock just like a solid 
regular mustache. Yeah, Henry Cavill with the big old Superman mustache debacle. Yeah, but it he he did much better. He didn't have the CGI in this movie, so it looked okay. <laughs> well, because it's a real mustache. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have to CGI it off. Yeah. But uh, he ends up being at like at odds with Ethan Hunt throughout most of the start of the movie and basically throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And he's very imposing. There's a point in the trailer that was like my favorite part of the trailer where he does this thing like he reloads his, his arms yeah. by punching yeah. the air and it's really cool looking. It sounds like dumb. Up, yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, cool. it's hard to explain, but it's dumb. Just watch the trailer if you haven't already. Yeah. Um, but we find out way later on that little old August Walker actually is John Lark. Yeah. And that begins like the spiral into, you know, this plot device of like he has basically control over Ethan Hunt's one weakness. And that's mm-hmm. like his ex-wife. And there's yep. this whole debacle about that. And uh, that's like a really smart use of that kind of plot device. Yeah. Because that's like a ransom, basically. And then it, it's against the hero and he doesn't know what to do. He's locked in. It's one of those things where it's like, there's no way he can get out of this. Yeah. One like I love about this movie specifically is like, like Ethan Hunt is like more than ever, like the main character, like a lot of the time he's like, he's obviously the main character, but he's fighting against a bad guy who's just trying to take down like a government or like be, just be a terrorist. But the main villain in this is going after Ethan Hunt. This is a personal mission from Solomon Lane. Exactly. I, like this is a ta- He wants to destroy his life, which I thought is like a really like interesting twist on this. Because mm-hmm. usually it's just a big institution that they're going after. They're trying to destroy something. Instead, they're just destroying him. Yeah. Solomon That's Lane very... like, wants to ruin his life, basically. Yeah. That shows genuine like mm-hmm. yeah it shows genuine like character arcs and just very good in-depth thought processes for these characters and yeah. like what he does to prevent this kind of stuff i'm convinced ethan hunt is not fully human based on what he does setting up like in an hour's time a mm-hmm. whole fake hospital bed scene and all that kind of business but He's yeah. one of the best action heroes in modern film. Yeah. For certain. And yeah. Tom Cruise is the most dedicated actor for that part. Yeah. I great. think that they, if Tom Cruise's contract runs out, I think they might, I, I don't know if they can find someone to fill the part of, yeah, you know, know, Mission Impossible person anymore. Because this man has done so many crazy stunts in the fourth one didn't he like ride on the side of a plane or was that the fifth one fourth one he climbed the tallest building in the world fifth one he learned how to hold his breath for like an absurd amount of time and he rode on the side of a plane Mm -hmm. a real plane like the a moving plane going into the air Mm -hmm. and then in this one his big thing is that he learned how to fly a helicopter which is, I was waiting throughout the entire movie, like, when's the helicopter thing going to come in? When's yeah. that, that going to happen? And right when I thought the conclusion of the movie was coming up, I was like, there's still no helicopter. And then I realized that there was still, like, a half an hour left to the movie. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's coming. It's on its way. And yeah. the whole helicopter scene was really, really worth it. Like, it's, 
it like literally this the name of these movies is just so fitting like it's just supposed to they set it up to be as impossible to do as physically possible and yeah. like literally what ends up happening is like he has to figure out like uh henry cavill's flying away on a helicopter and that has something that he needs to get and then another helicopter starts flying away so he doesn't even get in it he's not flying that he hops onto a rope and he has to get in that helicopter and then figure out how to get to henry cavill and you're just like how is he gonna do this yeah like, while this is literally impossible by the way, also in the movie, everybody's kind of like making a big deal about the fact that he's flying a helicopter because apparently in the movie, Ethan Hunt doesn't know how to fly a helicopter. He kind of wings it. Yeah, literally wings it. Like he, yeah. he gets into the helicopter and he just sort of goes by the seat of his pants. He, everyone's like on the intercoms and they're like, wait, Ethan, you know how to fly a helicopter? Wait, Ethan, you can fly. Why are you in a helicopter? What are you mm-hmm. doing in a helicopter? And he's like, I'm working on it, which is the best line in the movie, co- like comedy wise, because they say that a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, good. He's working on it. Good. My entire livelihood. It's, he's, he's working on it. That's great. Like in this one specifically, like when he's flying around in the helicopter, when he first gets in it and he's actually like he has control of it. He takes out like the two guys on there, which he just throws out of the plane or the helicopter and they just plummet to their death. <clears throat> yeah. He, which is he, one of those moments that makes you think like, is he? truly the, the good guy at times he's not yeah. batman level but he's a good guy yeah yeah um, it's like well so this is kind of it's hard to follow if you haven't seen the movie but basically ethan has to get this button and then the other like three or four characters have to find two bombs and they all have to cut the two bombs wires and press the button at the same time and that's why he's in the helicopter he has to get the button and there's like the, a point where they're like, we can't find like these bombs are like impossible to find. And it doesn't matter anyways, if you don't get the button. And I like, I loved it when they're like talking on the comms and he's like flying the helicopter and he's just like, I won't fail you. And I feel like in that like scene, you like can tell that he's like starting to doubt himself. He's like, this is like literally impossible. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and he's just like, I'm not, I'm not going to fail you guys. And it's like, even him, you can hear like, I'm like screwed. This, right. Yeah. This wavering kind of voice in Ethan yeah. Hunt. The he's person like, that everybody usually counts on, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I think I got it." Yeah, it's it was it was so stressful, mm-hmm. and obviously they press the button like they press the button and cut the wires all at the very literally the last second. The but in this movie, I feel like a lot of people give a bad rap to that whole you know people uh-huh. doing that in a lot of movies that whole cliche, but in this movie they give a genuine reason for it because if. They have to cut the wires and press the button at the same time. However, they run out of the intercoms. They, they lose like, communication with yeah. Ethan. Yeah. So they don't Ethan, know when he's going to press the button. Yeah, because Ethan was flying in a helicopter fighting off, you know, Henry Cavill's character. And uh, by the time he got up there, there was like one second left. And basically all the characters were like, well, if it's at one second, I think he's going to wait till one second just to be safe. So we need to wait till one second. That was basically Benji's whole thing. Is like, well, we can't contact him. Why are we? Why are we doing two seconds? Why can't we just do one? And then mm-hmm. they're like, you sure you want to do one? You want to do one second? And they're <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. No, Ugh. that's it. Was it was so stressful? It was. It really was. And there's there was one chase scene. Well, there were two huge chase scenes in the movie. Mm-hmm. One was a car chase. The other one was an on foot chase where Henry Cavill had run out after Alec Baldwin's character had been shot and killed by Uh him, which my dad said was like the saddest part of the movie. 
That was sad. Yeah. I hadn't seen most of the movies, but even though I felt like, oh man, he must have been very important because he's been helping him out a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, which, he's by the way, the that, one, scene, he that scene says follows. That, that Tom Cruise is the human manifestation of destiny. Yeah. In the that's the movie. greatest line. <laughs> that was in one of the other movies. Uh, but that scene where Alec Baldwin dies follows one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Yeah. Which it's this one's hard to like spoil if you haven't seen it, but basically they just trick Henry Cavill into like admitting that he is the main bad guy, and he and, thinks that he, he thinks he's talking to his like kind of leader in Solomon Lane, but they switched out Benji to be him, so like he comes to this realization in the conversation, and it's 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 really really like awesome because like you don't really yeah. they you don't know you thought that you think they're going off on another mission and they left him behind to watch the bad guy, but. Yeah, you're basically in the same mindset as August Walker, where Mm -hmm. he's kind of like giving himself out, which that's kind of a surprise, I guess. But if you were really paying attention throughout the movie, you're kind of like, I think it might be him. Mm -hmm. And then once he gives that away, you're kind of like, oh, well, looks like, you know, Ethan's kind of screwed. And then you know, Solomon starts saying really weird things like, I'm not leaving. I still have business to attend to with Ethan. And then he's like, uh, why do you have to make this so complicated? Mm-hmm. This is so dumb that you did this kind of situation and blah, 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 blah. And then he walks off and he's like, man, these people were right. And then he says this one line that his old boss said. And it all starts like kind of coming in in waves. Mm-hmm. And the music stops, and it's one of those kinds of moments. And you're like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, this is good. Oh, this is a good movie. This yeah. is a great moment. I love this. Yeah, like, other big action movies don't have that kind of, like, like just the twists. Like, a lot of it's just, like, cool fighting, which I still love in a lot of movies. But this is, like, a, dude, that's why I said it's, like, a smarter action movie. Yeah. That's what Mission Impossible does very well, aside from the whole impossible aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think after Alec Baldwin dies comes like the best chase scene in the movie where there's just so much dedication from yeah. Ethan where he's like I need to stop this from happening this is just a pride thing right now and then he ends up catching up with him and that's when it becomes a huge personal thing mm-hmm. because that's when we find out that Walker has control over Ethan's ex-wife which is the one thing that he doesn't want to fall because nobody else in the government or anybody else at all knows that his wife isn't dead yeah and that's a whole huge plot point Mm -hmm. um but yeah the whole chase scene is like Benji kind of screwing up with directions because he has like trackers in both Walker and Ethan Mm -hmm. and Ethan's booking it down like alleyways and roadways and such and he ends up in like a cathedral at one point where there's a very quiet ceremony going on and everybody's looking at him all weird Mm -hmm. i love the scene where he's like about to jump out the window yeah he has all the work like the office workers looking at him like and and, um benji's like what are you waiting for why are you just standing there he's like i'm about to jump out of a a window he's like what are you talking and then he realizes that he has the like his little overlook system in 2D as opposed to 3D. He thought he was just on the ground the whole time. Yeah, which is why he was like, wait, why are you going that way? Mm-hmm. No, this way is so much qu- He's so, This is so much faster. Why aren't you going that way? 
and then he's just on the top of a roof so he can't exactly go left at that time yeah <laughs> and whenever he's like all right cross this street he's jumping over buildings <laughs> to go yeah. to the next street and it's really good um, every action scene is just so much fun to watch it know. is yeah the rope scene i feel like was the most innovative um fight wise and then i feel like you know the most tense moment was the moment where they're all like dealing with the bombs and figuring out when they're going to cut it and there's yeah, even I mean, a yeah the scene where they're like him and august are fighting in like the falling helicopters that's hooking onto the cliff or whatever that's uh-huh like, that's intense yeah when walker got the huge scar on his face that was yeah, crazy superman turns into two-face yeah some, like i mean i don't i wonder why they did that that's just yeah, like, that was kind of weird that they did that at the end. I guess it's because they wanted him to like look more villainous. More maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's like it's it felt like a comic book reveal where he like the character becomes this yeah. super villain or whatever. But you're just like it gave me like Red Skull vibes where he like peels yeah. off his skin at the very end when you you knew that he was like super soldier level, but you didn't realize that it was like oh he just like, lost his face. That would like literally that kind of like transformation at the very end of the movie would make me think that he's going to appear in a later movie or something like that but yeah he's not he's not oh he's so not the top of his brain and pulls him down to the earth with the weight of a helicopter like yeah coming back the helicopter explodes on top of him yeah no he's he's gone he he has to be dead if he's not dead i'm upset there's no way there's no way he's going to be like a head in the next movie he's just going to be like sitting in a jar and he's like do this thing for me yeah that hook that's been digging into like cliffs this entire time goes right in his forehead. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh There's no way. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. That ending was a cliffhanger. Am I right? Yeah. Literally. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, dude, jet fuel burning your face off would hurt so bad. I know. Yeah. That he he hurt ate it so... too for a second. He like stood there. I don't know if he ate it. He was just sort of sitting there and being like, ah, just for like five seconds. I know, but it took him a second to like get out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not enough. I'm not evil enough yet. Yeah. Hang on. Hang on. Need more. Need more done on the left. Yeah. I'm not fully well done yet. Got to get both sides. Yeah. Well, uh, so I don't know if there's anything else you want to like spoil. Um, I think the car scene. The car chase scene is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, that went on for like 20 minutes, maybe. No, that was a long car it, chase. It wasn't, I wouldn't say 20 minutes. It went on for a while. It, no, it was a while. Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, it was, it was awesome. Like, yeah, it was, it was good. I'm not saying it wasn't. It was just, it, it went on for a while is the only thing. And it was but, like, yeah. this is just like this, like the spy aspect of this is so good. Like, you have so many different like characters. That you're like, I don't know whose side they're on. You have, like, Tom Cruise and his squad, and then Army Hammer, and, like, the girl he's working with, and Alec Baldwin, who's, like, kind of wants to be on their side, but is also, like, the voice of reason. Mm-hmm. And then Ilsa, the girl who's just a complete wild card. You never know, like, who she's working for or what she's doing. Yeah. And, yeah, I, I just love, like, all... There's, like, so many moving parts in this movie that, it, yeah, it gets confusing. But Yeah. The car chase was, like, a chess game. It was crazy, like seeing all the yeah. cars and stuff and like the police show up and he's being chased by the police and he spends a lot of the car chase trying to get away from them. And finally, once he gets away from them, they have to deal with Ilsa when she shows up. And it's a whole thing. Yeah. Benji and um, 
Luther's extraction or was it it was Luther right Luther's the yeah, Luther. yeah. Um, Benji and Luther extract Solomon from the police mm-hmm. vehicle that they That's were trying to get him from and nobody knows that it's them because they're just riding a regular fishing boat. Yeah, they look dope. <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> awesome. Like normal clothes and they're just driving around. It looks awesome. Yeah, they wave at the police cars as they go yeah. by. Oh, it's so um, yeah. But yeah, I think that that was, that was probably one of my favorite moments. Yeah. Uh, was that uh, I don't think there's anything really else to spoil. Yeah. So overall, very, very good I movie. Lo- I love it. It's so... Honestly, yeah. maybe I'm not. I haven't really like thought of it very much, but it might be like my second favorite movie of the year behind Infinity War right now. Like, yeah, I, I can that. I can put it up there. But um, yeah, I still just wish we could trash a movie for a really long time. Like, I want another Circle situation, like the Circle. I don't. That movie yeah. sucks. That movie sucked, but we could trash it for a long while. It wasn't even like fun to try. The only good part of the Circle was the fact that like the messages came up and stuff. That was hilarious. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> it's just, yeah. uh, it, was, it was like everything that you'd see on a YouTube video comment section. Yeah, was, that movie was horrible. Oh, it was maybe so bad. Maybe one day we'll have something that's bad to... Like, I don't... I, don't, I mean, yeah. I just don't see you and I both getting out to see a bad movie. That's true. Well, we have, we'll have all of college, I guess. Maybe that's what we'll start doing. We'll just go pick a random movie, see it, and review it. Yeah, that sounds pretty all right i guess my one last thing on like the last thing that i want to say is just like i don't if i don't think that they've announced another one of these movies yet but just keep them coming like yeah until tom cruise is literally like cannot <laughs> film action anymore I until they have to forever. trick him in a hospital bed yeah. don't stop these movies he needs it. to keep going they're so much fun oh they're very fun to watch yeah mm-hmm. apparently tj um the person that we had on like the other co-host that we had on um the a look back at pokemon kanto edition he said that the first couple movies from the james bond series or mm-hmm. not the james bonds the mission impossible series sucked well the general like i've seen parts of most of them but i haven't seen all of them all the way through so the general acceptance is like the first one is pretty okay two and three are, are just not good and then four is solid. Five is better. Six is is a new level. Yeah, it That's definitely like ups the ante think. a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I'd never seen them, so I just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I guess that's all for Mission Impossible. Um. Anything else you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's it. All right. Yeah, I um. I guess for my secondary topic, I was going to talk about um. I've been listening to John Bellion lately, and I know that I bring up music a lot. Uh, and this is kind of pretty late on the trolley, but I mean, we went over The Incredibles last week, which was like oh. a three-week-old movie. Um, but well, the album you're referring to is like two years old. Yeah, it's pretty old. <laughs> I just like the music in it. It's yeah. very summery feely. Yeah, you know, listening to it has been very nice. Um, I realized the secondary meaning to it recently, like the whole biblical references and stuff yeah yeah that's pretty nice um i don't I, like i know I, I love that album i've been listening to it for a while now and i like he hasn't he's been slowly like he's been referencing new music but nothing like solid yet like he hasn't really announced any release dates 
But yeah. He's, he's, yeah, I know he's, he's not like the most popular. He has some songs that are like occasionally on the radio, but. Yeah, like All Time Low. That was on yeah, there. Awesome. Guillotine is pretty good. My favorite one in that album, I think, is Morning in America. But another really good one on there is Hand of God because of how it's, it ties in all the other lyrics, you know? Yeah, I, I can't think of a bad song on the album. Yeah, it's pretty good. So if you haven't listened to it, which I highly doubt because it's very old and me referencing it is kind of like saying, man, the Titanic was sucky, wasn't it? Yeah, I hated that. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you haven't, go ahead and listen to it. It's pretty good. Um, cool. You have any topics? Uh, I'm going to. So like we said earlier, we just recently went on vacation and along with that came a long car ride. And what I tend to do on car rides is I just like look up, I find movies that I haven't seen that I've like, like kind of not really, not necessarily classics, but older movies that I just wasn't really watching movies when they came out. And I just download them and I watch them on the trip. So I'm going to do like a quick review, not even like going into detail of like five movies I watched. Okay. okay. Sounds great. I, I got to remember all of them. First one that I remember, Moon. Probably haven't heard of it. Um, it's basically one of those movies where it's just like one guy carrying the whole thing. It's about a guy on the moon. Um, he has to harvest, like, like the basically situation in Earth is that um, we've run out of like, eat, like sustainable power. So they have somebody stationed on the moon who harvests like solar energy from the dark side of the moon or something like it's it's weird i don't know how it really works but it's just a setup for like this kind of experience he has there and it, I, the less i tell you the better this movie is going to be when you see it hard huge recommend it's really awesome it will it's confusing a lot of plot twists it's a lot of fun next up i got it's i gotta remember forgetting sarah marshall I had to forgetting for sarah marshall yes um this one is like a like 2008 2009 comedy movie. I just wanted something that was a little less heavy because I think the other movies were kind yeah. of. Jack's pretty fond of action movies and, and I think thrillers, don't you? Thrill like just I'll watch basically anything if it's good. Just like dramas, like Moon's more of a drama. It's just like an intense kind of character thing. But um, this one, it's really good. It's funny. Um, I don't know what else to say. It's just a solid, hilarious movie. It's, I, I can't remember, Russell Russell Brand. He's like the weird British guy. He's hilarious in this, and it's definitely worth watching. Um, I also watched Up in the Air, which is maybe my favorite one that I saw this week. It's George I don't Green. know. I, I think it's a little bit up in the air on that one. Yeah, maybe. It's up in the air. Oh. <laughs> um, basically, this one's uh, George Clooney. He his job is he flies around the world or not around the world around the U.S. and he fires people for companies basically like people outsource him to fire people when they don't really have the the, the balls to do it. So and, it's like um, The Apprentice, but nationwide. Yeah, and with more of like a like a plot. Ah, and um, basically it's about like him like how like he basically lives on the on a plane because he just he never really has a house that he sits down and lives in and it's about how he like deals with that it's it's so good like this this job would be so brutal because okay so with this it takes place kind of during like the like the stock like no not the um the housing bubble crisis of like 2007 
Ooh. which like just lost so many jobs. And it, he's talking to his boss and he's like, this is our year, buddy. Everybody else is losing it. We have plenty of people to fire. And it's kind of, it's brutal. You hear all these <laughs> people like, like, how do you sleep at night? And like him dealing with like that. It's, it's so good. It's really good. Huh. Um, next up, a futile and stupid gesture, which is first off, great title. I don't know. Yeah, I like that title a lot. Yeah, it's about Doug Kenny. So basically, it's about like the people who redefined comedy movies in the seventies and eighties. They made like it. It's uh, talks like it references Bill Murray, Chevy Chase, like a lot of the up and coming comedy actors of that time has kind of just changed everything. It's about him. He make uh, Doug Kenny, who um, like passed away when he was like thirty. So a lot of people don't really know who he is. Um, but he's why we get a lot of the movies we do today. And he, it's about him creating a, um, magazine, which led to just all sorts of movies. It's really interesting. It's basically like a bunch of comedic actors today playing the people who kind of gave them their roles that they have. So have you heard of community? Adam? Yes, um, I have. So in that, like two of the main characters in that were Joel McHale, which he's like, he was like, he's like 35 in the when that show started and then chevy chase who was like 60 or whatever and they go back to community college and in this um joel McHale plays chevy chase just as that was just kind of a joke they don't look anything alike they just wanted to kind of have that um behind the like inside baseball kind of joke of him playing like his old friend who's a garbage person all these were terribly horrible racist guys sexist um but it's kind of an in, inside look in the how like comedy became what it is hmm. because back then it's like none of the like raunchy kind of humor existed and then these guys came in and they were doing great like one of their the most like iconic um front pages of their magazine they literally took a dog and then put like a gun to his head and said if you don't read this magazine we're sh- we'll shoot the dog <laughs> <laughs> that's the most clickbait that's that's buzzfeed before buzzfeed i know and um because of that have you seen last man on earth yes uh the main guy in that will forte plays dub kenny and like the main poster of this movie is if you don't watch this movie we'll shoot will forte and it's huh. it's hilarious but that one that one's pretty good and um i can't remember there was one more movie i don't know if i can remember it i think we might just want to move on all right. Um, yeah, I feel like I was there was something I wanted to mention. Um, I was going to mention, oh, the uh, Teen Titans Go movie. Now, oh. before talking about this, I never saw the Teen Titans Go movie. But I did hear about a certain end credit scene. Yes. Which was something that I feel like is just sort of one of those. You did good this time, Cartoon Network, you know? Okay, apparent people are saying that that movie actually is pretty good. Well, it, it doesn't surprise... The only thing... Well, let's let's back up real quick. Jack and I watched, like, two seconds of an episode of Teen Titans Go! recently because we mm-hmm. were in Florida, and on our off time, we would just watch TV shows like Chopped, which, mm-hmm. by the way, Chopped is a fantastic show, and if you haven't watched it, I suggest that you watch at least one episode. It's pretty good. I'm, I'm not big on cooking shows, but that's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jack and I watched one episode, or not one full episode, but like, you know, a minute or two of one episode of Teen Titans Go. 
And I think the humor in it is all right. I guess the worst thing in that whole show is that they like Beast Boy's voice and like his it, accent it's, that it's they a give really him. Weird. Situation. Yeah, it's like hard to explain, and it's even harder to enjoy. It's so confusing because well, I don't know if, if you've like seen this, but all of the voice actors from the original, like the Teen Titans show that we grew up on, returned for Teen Titans Go. It's the same people. So yeah. I don't know why they would change him. Like, Beast Boy is intolerable in this movie. And he's, like, one of my favorite characters ever. And yeah. It's just so weird the way they make him talk. I loved Beast Boy when yeah. I watched the original Teen Titans. And now it's like, I just feel like they're tampering too much with his character. It's sort of like if you took Beast Boy's original voice, where he said, like, yeah, yo, what's going on, bud? Or never yeah. said bud. That's more of my personal... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And they cranked it up to like fifteen. Yeah, they it's boost so it to like a hundred. It's and, it's wild. Yeah, like my thing with the Teen Titans show is, like, Go is just, uh, it's way more childish, mm-hmm. kind of, and like that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just like I, I feel like Teen Titans was just like more of like a serious. Like obviously, it's still a kids' cartoon with a lot of like childish jokes, but it's yeah, like it's still like a dope superhero show. It was. It was like. Um, like my friend Adam, he fights with me on and off about how Young Justice was better than that. But I feel like if anything, at the very worst, Young Justice and Teen Titans were like on the same level. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch enough of Young Justice to have like a validated opinion on either one. But he never watched enough of Teen Titans to know if that's a validated opinion of either one. Mm-hmm. So basically... I think that superhero shows just did really well back then when they had like a really solid plot, like a firm grasp of like, you know, there's a background thing going on and like Slade is there and you don't know what he's up to. And there's like more dark colors in it. And it's really kind of it still has the color to it. It's kind of vibrant at times, but it's, Mm -hmm. you know. It's mainly kind of like a slightly more intense series. Yeah. I, I feel like basically they wanted, when they made Teen Titans Go, they were just like, Let, we got to switch it up. We got to make a new show with Teen Titans. But they didn't. <laughs> yeah. It would have been, I just would have preferred the original show. Uh huh. But, well, what we were trying to talk about here is the end credit scene of Teen Titans Go. Yeah. So which, the end credit scene, yeah. it's, basically it's, what it was was kind of an ode to the original Teen Titans and also a possible gesture to a potential new season. I think, yeah, I think it's like hinting towards season six. Yeah, because basically the end is like this weird staticky signal and it shows Robin kind of in the static a little bit. Then it you can hear their voices too and you can hear Starfire and you see Cyborg in the static and stuff, then Beast Boy, mm-hmm. then Raven, and then it clears up. And you see Robin's face like really up close to the camera. And then he backs away slowly and he's like, is it on? Did it work? I think we got through. He says, and, I think we found a way back or something. like Yeah. That. Which, which I'm like, that means. Yeah. It's coming back. Which is going to, uh, I, if it comes back on, I will watch it so hard. <laughs> but it is also going to be confusing. There will be literally three different Teen Titans TV shows on at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> the that's gonna be so weird. Like that is so uh, confusing. Yeah, five characters. Like, I mean, actually, the Teen Titans live action has a little bit of a different cast. It doesn't have Cyborg, <clears throat> but it's gonna be really weird. Yeah, 
<laughs> it's it's gonna be so weird. <laughs> Three uh, videos. Um, but basically, like, I think that if they do another season, I just hope that they end it really well. Because here was my problem with the endings of, with the ending of Teen Titans. They, if they were going to end it, they should have ended it on the season before that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in the final season that they did, the fifth one, they didn't know that they were going to do a fifth season. Because Cartoon Network was already like cutting their funding a little bit. So they were like, all right, then the fourth season is going to be the last one and that's it. And then they were like, well, and so that's when they did the Trigon series. Or like the the three Trigon episodes, which was Trigon was like Raven's dad, and he was like the hardest villain that they've fought so far. And there was all this business with Slade, and they had trouble with him. And turns out Slade was a figment of Robin's imagination and all that. Mm. And then it went into like them defeating Trigon, and then all was happy, and they were like, "Well, let's go get some pizza." And then after that, Cartoon Network greenlit another season, and so they were like, "What, what do we do?" And so the final episode of Teen Titans uh, for season five ended with Beast Boy thinking that he found Terra again. It was such a sad way to end the series because it was like Beast Boy found this girl who looked exactly like Terra, who was this girl who had betrayed the Titans tons of times. Mm. But Beast Boy still thought that she had some good in her and she was working for Slade at the time. And he was so like fixated with her. And so he went up to her and like tried to you know be like hey do you remember me do you remember who i am and she never did and then the ending of the episode is just her being like listen i don't know who you think i am but i'm not and i'd like it if you just stepped away please yeah and then she walks away down the like down the hallway of this school and it's just beast boy with this defeated look on his face and he turns around and walks away and that's like the end of season five yeah it's just like i feel like there wasn't a very solid like closure to the show. exactly it didn't so. give me any like satisfaction watching that episode it was just sort of like wow that sucks for beast boy maybe things will clear up in the next episode yeah a week goes by two weeks go by a month goes by a year goes by nothing so yep. yeah that was how so that ended we might have three teen titan series going on at the same time yeah if they make a season six i'm gonna be so happy though yeah because yeah, we both know that there's only one that we're going to be watching. Yeah. Teen Titans live action. Yeah. Teen Titans. Oh, that looks, it's just. It just looks so bad. It's weird. Yeah. It's really weird. Uh, but anyway, I think that's all we have to talk about for right now. Yeah. Um, I was hoping if we get to do another episode because uh, Jack and I, we have a limited amount of days left where we're going to be apart. Uh, we're going to be moving to college in like, I believe it's 18 days, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but we have a very short time um, where we're going to still be apart. But meanwhile, my other three friends uh, who were in the introductory episodes, we're going to be all going our separate ways while Jack and I are going to be, um, you know, hanging out, and living together basically so what i was hoping we could do is possibly uh have an episode where it's those guys all together and we all like kind of say either how we met i guess or we talk about how the schmeep cast sort of came to be and you know where the 
name comes from and all that. And uh, yeah, I just think that would be kind of fun just as a last hurrah, because that's going to be the last time that uh, we're all going to be together in the same area for a while. Yep. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, But yeah, I think that's all we really have to talk about. Anything else you wanted to mention? Um, not, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, um, this has been the Schmeepcast, and I uh, hope you enjoyed. Tune back in for our next episode next time. Later. See you guys.